you know, these they, these men and women had bands and they developed music over long periods of time. And it just, you can, you can tell their evolution. So, I mean, I, you can tell when Steve first joined the band and as a drum, as a drummer, Steve Corley, he first joined the band in 2020, 2011. I mean, he, he pretty much hit the ground running, but, you know, he's completely revamped the sound of the band, but now we've, you know, we're, everybody's used to each other, but then everybody's working with other people and then bringing other stuff back to the band. And it just kind of like keeps the, keeps the vibe going. Everybody, Mike Jeffers, Chicago Jazz Magazine, ChicagoJazz.com, and welcome to another episode of Around Town. Today we have Chris Green. He, of course, is the leader and one of the founders of the Chris Green Quartet. They are playing, it's almost like their annual or biannual hit over there at Space in Evanston coming up Sunday, July 23rd. Uh, of course, Space in Evanston's 12. 45 Chicago Avenue. We love space in Everson. 7 p.m. show. And Chris, welcome to the show. Glad we could take a few minutes to talk a little bit about this show. I know you guys do this. Is it annually or do you do it every six months? I can't remember, but I know it's a big deal. And I know you guys have done it a bunch and you guys have gotten some great recordings out of it in the process. Yeah. So usually, usually, usually once a year, it's a, I mean, it's such a great club. I mean, we, we play there every week if we could, but it's, it's, um, it's, we, we always try to make it a, a special event. It's such a great room to play. You know, they treat us, they treat the mu- the musicians so well. So we just try to make it. And, you know, people who come to see us, they're really excited to come see us there. So we try to make it like a an annual, an annual thing. Well, and that's the thing about space, you know, Dave Spector and the whole team over there, they're also musicians and recording engineers and everybody. So they know how to run a club and they know how Absolutely. to run a town. And they knew how to set it up when they set it up because the acoustics in there are dynamite, especially for a group like yours if you want to hear intimate jazz or if you even want to go and see a rock band or something, it's an intimate vibe that you don't get in many other rooms. So talk a little bit about how special that is too, because you guys have done a couple of recordings over there. And uh, the last one being play space Two, play harder, which by the way, our friends over at downbeat, I love downbeat magazine. They voted it one of the best of 2022. So congratulations on that. But you guys have recorded there a couple of times and put out some great recordings. Yeah, you know one of the one of the benefits of, the, of playing that place is that if you throw them, you know, a couple bucks, they well they're set up for multi track recording. Yeah. So you you know if you throw them a couple bucks, so the engineer, um, basically you can walk if you walk in there with with a hard drive or portable flash drive or whatever, you can walk out with your your recording. And you know, I think I like I told you before. I mean, oftentimes, like at least when we initially started playing there. I was just like, eh, we'll just, we'll just update our demo or whatever. We'll just walk out with a really nice demo. But for whatever reason, you know, we always seem to really play really well there uh, just because everybody can hear ourselves. Everybody's got a monitor that, you know, sounds great in the room and the crowd is really fired up. So we're always like, well, shoot, these are, you know, these are actually kind of worth listening to. So we always end up putting them out. But well, Matt- and the nice, the nice thing for those of you that don't know, <clears throat> if they're multi-tracking it and you're getting it, you can actually do some post-production stuff, which means you can mix. Yeah. So you can actually bring some levels up and down. It's not like you're just getting a room sound, which is exactly. It, it's an, a great opportunity because, to your point, if you guys are really cooking one night, you can say, "This was this was really." really burning here let's bring the bass up let's dial this up let's get it mastered and we can put it out exactly do another recording yeah so uh, so you know it's like i don't i guess i don't want to necessarily people have already asked me like when you play here you're just going to play space three and i'm like well 
maybe eventually, but you know, <laughs> right, right now, no. I mean, we'll just just kind of like uh, archive stuff. But but back to the club. I mean, um, what I. I mean, what I like about it is that, like, they'll have. I mean, I've as a as a as a as a patron, I've seen everybody there from like Bela Fleck to Marcus Roberts yep. to Babel Gilberto to Maceo Parker. Um, you know, uh, actually, I got tickets to go see Marcus Miller next month. It's just like, you know, Marcus Miller is going to be in my hometown. Like, how can you not go? Right. So, so, right. Yeah, I mean, they they bring in some great groups, but again, it's an intimate setting too, which you would not normally see these guys and these ladies play in that setting and these groups mm-hmm. because it's a, you know, but it's a great vibe. So everybody likes going there. Even the touring artists like stopping there and going there and stuff. Absolutely. All right. So you guys have been together, the Chris Green Quartet. And I know I ask you this all the time, but I know we have different listeners on the podcast and different listeners in the, on the video show and stuff like that. So talk a little bit, what are we working on now? What is it? It's 17 years or something like that. Is that about where you're at now? Uh, no, eight, well, 18 actually. 18, yeah. 18, 18 years. years. Pretty much the same core group, which yeah. is amazing in jazz, and you guys all kind of have that same focus, and you're you're doing all original music for the most part. Maybe once yeah. or twice here and there, you might do a cover, but right. really, it's all original music that I think primarily you compose, and then everybody kind of lends a hand in in putting it right. together. Talk a little bit about how important it is, especially in the jazz world, to have a group playing that long together because you start to just get on the same vibe, and that really to me allows your compositions and anybody else's to take it to another level because everybody can contribute once the core, once you walk in with something and say, here's what I'm thinking. And then everybody contributes to it and grows it. Right. Absolutely. Um, Well, I mean, there's a number of things. One thing that I just, that just popped in my head is like, if you, if you were to see us in say January and then come see us later on in the year uh, and you you hear, hear the song, the song is going to sound different. It's going to be, it's going to be a different night. There are going to be different things on our mind as a individually and as a band. And uh, so there's a lot of this, that, but it's not like I always liken it to a conversation. You're you, the, the audience is kind of privy to a four way conversation um, between four friends that have been playing together for 18 years. So, you know, and it's just, it's just, it's, and I think that's part, part of the appeal is that, you know, the difference, I mean, no, no, no disrespect to any of my fellow men and women that, get a gig and then, you know, scramble to find personnel for it. You know, you do what you, you know, you do what you have to do. People have to make a living, but it's just my, my part of the, I think part of the appeal of our band is that, you know, we're trying to set ourselves in this long tradition of like the, you know, the Minguses and the Miles Davises and the Coltrane's and the, you know, Ella Fitzgerald, she had a long, yeah. the longstanding trio or the Oscar Peterson trio. It's just like, you know, these they these men and women had bands and they developed music over long periods of time. And I just you can you can tell their evolution. So I mean I you can tell when Steve first joined the band and as a drum as our drummer, Steve Corley, he first joined the band in 2020, 2011. I mean he he pretty much hit the ground running, but you know, he's completely revamped the sound of the band. But now we've you know, we everybody's used to each other, but then everybody's working with other people and then bringing other stuff back to the band. And it just kind of like keeps the, keeps the vibe going. So. Well, and that's the beauty of it, especially in the jazz world. And if you get into any group, I shouldn't say just jazz. I mean, you can listen to jam bands, you can listen to Latin groups, you can listen to anybody. If you have a band that there's a lot of improvisation happening within the music, just naturally, and they've been playing together for a long period of time, it's just on another level because everybody kind of, you can hear, you know what you're listening for and you're not afraid to take chances. And if you take a chance, 
most likely everybody's going to follow you or at least help you succeed in the chance right. you take right. it. Exactly. And and that just grows your playing too. So then when you go and play with other groups, because I know you play with a lot of other groups too, outside of cool. your own, you know, here and there, and you're you're playing with some steady groups too, um, in horn sections and, right. and stuff like that. It, it, you're used to playing and you're probably finding a lot of different sounds and different ways to play things within your own music, which then you can take to other projects, which only enhances that. Exactly. Exactly. Very much so. I mean, I've been fortunate enough to work with this kind of, um, this longstanding institution of, uh, of a funk and soul group called Midnight Sun. Shout out to the guys at Midnight Sun, uh, for about eight years now. And it's, it's pretty much, you know, I've always made no secret of like being the kind of guy that's in, you know, I was a, the guy that listened to like a lot of eighties funk and seventies funk, before I got to any kind of jazz and then that stuff has kind of informed my music. It was, it was kind of influencing what I was doing anyway, but now I'm playing with this band that kind of specializes in that stuff that I grew up with. So now I've got even a more, you know, hands-on. Uh, I mean, I used to listen to it. I not used to, but I still listen to it, but I really listened to it a lot as, as a kid. And so now I'm kind of taking that, I want to say aggression, but just that en- that energy and kind of putting it back into my band, and so it just it just it's just it's just a different kind of it gives us a different edge, I think, um, and it gives us a different kind of um, I don't say notoriety, but just just gives us a, a certain kind of advantage, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, and and I mean, you know, you and I are around the same age. I mean, and growing up, I mean, I didn't grow up listening to to bebop when I was five years old. I mean, right. I, you know, going through high school, I certainly wasn't hanging out listening to bebop. I was listening to heavy metal and Led Zeppelin and all that yep. stuff and Grateful Dead and everything else. Mm-hmm. And all that stuff melded together until, you know, and I talk about this a lot. And I heard the Tutu recording. Actually, I saw Miles on that Dave Sanborn show that they had on right, right. nights. And that was just blew me away. And then I went down the wormhole and started learning about it. But same thing with you. All those influences as you were coming through high school and everything else, you weren't just listening to jazz. Yeah. That gets built into the music. And that's why I think these days when people say, the jazz genre. I mean, that's that's like the jazz genre. I mean, really, I right. go to hear the Chris Green Quartet. I go hear, you know, whoever group. I'm not going to hear. Hey, let's go somewhere and hear a jazz group play because I think it's fairly non-existent these days where you go hear a straight-ahead bebop show and you don't know who they are, but you know you're going to a club to hear a bebop show. I mean, it doesn't, right, right. doesn't exist anymore, really. You're going to hear an artist because you want to hear all those influences. You want to hear what's happening. I mean, that's really what you're bringing to the to to the, uh, to the group, the Chris Green Quartet. And I think everybody are in your group does the same thing, don't you? I think, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's absolutely. I mean, we're, we're certainly, we're, we're fans of the, fans of the tradition, yeah, you know, studied all, studied all day, listened to it all day. And you know, and we and we do we do kind of we will veer into that stuff if we if we find ourselves in front of say an audience of people that are really like hardcore traditional jazz heads, and we can we can pit, you know adjust our set accordingly. Uh, but the people that say come to see us, like say if we were to play Andy's or something like that, we'd have to kind of like tweak those things here and there. But the cool thing with like space is that we can pretty much do what the heck we want. So we can, we can start with our, you know, with a jazz song and then we can veer off into a kind of an odd, oddball cover of an 80 song. And then, and then Mark tends to write really freeish, freeish, uh, Frank Zappa ish kind of stuff. So we can kind of veer into his world and everything. Mm-hmm. So it's so, so we can, you know, in a space like in a place like space, we can pretty much just kind of let it all hang out and do what we want. 
Yeah, exactly. And and even when you're playing straight ahead stuff, you're playing it in your own voice. So you're really, yeah. you know, that's the sound you're hearing, which I which is great. So all right, Chris Green Quartet, of course, Space in Evanston, Sunday, July 23rd, 7 p.m. show. The doors are at 6 p.m. They got a great pizza place in front. Don't forget about that. There's plenty yes. of places to park over there. So it's super easy to check yes. out. I would encourage and, everybody to get tickets. And it's, sun, it's Sunday in Evanston, which means free parking. So, oh, wow. There you it's go. Better. See, there's even more yeah. places to park now. See? So, yeah. So, so there's no excuse not to go, especially up if you're up in the north, northern suburbs or up in the north side of the city. It's super easy to get to, too. So, evanstonspace.com. Of course, check Chris out. He's on Facebook, Instagram. He's got chrisgreenjazz.com for all the past recordings and all of that good stuff. And uh, to find out where he's playing, I think stick to social for right now because he's just so busy. He's pounding things out on that. And, uh, yeah, go check Chris out. And, of course, they're going to have a lot more shows coming up in the fall and everywhere else. So be sure to hit them all up on social and stuff. Chris, thanks for jumping on today, man. As usual, good to see you. Good to see you virtually. Maybe we'll actually see each other in person at some point soon, hopefully. And uh, yeah, man, congratulations and say hi to all the guys in the group. I will do that. Thank you. Good to see you, man. Absolutely. And of course, I thank everybody for watching. As always, I say all things Chicago Jazz are on chicagojazz.com. Until next time, hopefully I will see somebody out on the scene.